heart attack. And it's like, all his albums are about death, you know, it, <laughs> but that's a way that criticism works. And I think there are pitfalls in that. And so if you want to take a piece of art and use it as your text, you can approach that in a number of ways. And people's biographies and lives the, of the authors, the creators of it, can lead you up blind alleys and garden paths. And that's kind of what the book's about. Mm -hmm. Shepard and Jessold, the critic and the composer, discover, as was completely normal at the time, a folk song in the field. It's a time when nations were just about to go to war and were rediscovering their own national music. It's a very rich time for English music, particularly because at the time, England's favourite composers were Wagner, Strauss, Mendelssohn and Handel, you know, and they're all German. And England's just about to go to war with Germany, so England wants to find its own national music. And as many other nations had before it, the composers turned to the folk songs to find the kind of national heritage of melody. And that was the milieu that I chose to set this in because it seemed a very rich time musically and culturally. And so it starts off with them finding this folk song. And the folk song is Little Musgrave, a song that I, I've recorded myself because I love it. And it's an incredible, great song, one of the greatest of the folk ballads. So what is this ballad? Now, a lot of ballads, what happens is they're rather mysterious because one always seems to end up in the fifth act of them, as though everything's already happened and you come in at the climax. Little Musgrave is quite unique, and it's known to rock music fans as Matty Groves by Fairport Convention, which I believe is an American version of it. But it's quite unique in that you get the whole three or five act tragedy, as it were, and it's about a uh, Little Musgrave, a, a young man who gets the glad eye from Lady Barnard while her husband's off hunting and the Lord is told and he comes back and, oh, well I, I'm going to read it to you because I've written it down and <laughs> I've written it down so carefully that it seems a shame to be fumbling through here we go here we go to scholars the ballad is known simply as child 81 after its numerical designation in Francis James Child's monumental collection the basic story has the tragic pull typical of the big ballad the lord is hunting his lady seduces a young man a page runs to alert the lord who returns to confront the lovers in bed he slays them both that is all so slowly so slowly he rose up and slowly he put on and slowly down the stairs he goes thinking to be slain and the first stroke little musgrave took it was both deep and sore and down he fell at Barnet's feet and word he never spoke more and how do you like his cheeks lady yeah how do you like his chin and how do you like his fair body now there's no life within Oh, it's well I like his cheeks, she said, well I like his chin, better I like his fair body than all your kith and kin. And he's taken up his long, long sword to strike a mortal blow, and through and through the lady's heart the cold steel it did go. As it fell out upon a day as many in the year Musgrave to the church did go To see fair ladies there 
do you think you write like a composer in some ways? You know, there's a very, very honourable tradition of fictional literary composers, you know, all the way from rather dull ones like Jean-Christophe by Romain Rolland and then Adrian Leverkuhn in Thomas Mann and, and Proust's composer Van Toy, of course, who's central to that big big book and plenty of recent ones David Mitchell just wrote about one Ishiguro did one too and I think what I learned from reading some of those books is that sometimes the composers just become symbols for the artist in the novelist's mind and I wanted to make Jessel very specifically a composer that was a believable one and a recognizable one to me and I know that a lot of artistic creation as as you do and lots of everybody else does, is haphazard and not as well planned as critics would have us believe and that things turn on the slightest and most dubiouses of arrival of the gentleman from Porlock or whatever it is, you know, so these, mm. these odd things just feed into our what, what we do. So I'd say, in fact, that I really wanted him to be as believable a composer as I am a composer. And so a lot of the things that I go through when writing and creating, I, I kind of put on him and I would hope that...